This is KP. And this is Kai. And, and this, this is You Had Me at Fraud. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are those of the speaker, commenter, expert, or host. They do not explicitly or necessarily reflect nor represent the podcaster's policies or views held by this podcast. The podcast or its channels cannot be held accountable for all or any views expressed on this podcast. And as always, listeners' discretion is advised. Hey y'all, hey. Hey, we're back. Sorry about last week. I had four kids and school started and it's been I was a busy overwhelmed week. and busy. Yeah, we tried to release our podcast last week, an uh, episode last week, and it it, it it wasn't working out. Our schedules was just not a lot going on in the family. It's just a lot. Yes, it was a lot. So but we're back with the episode. But first, I wanted to do uh, some quick updates. Ding, ding, ding. We have a Twitter account now. Ooh, yes. fancy. And, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and you can follow that at You Had Me at Fraud. <laughs> and that's where we'll be posting updates and, you know, interacting with our fans. Hey. Our scam fam. Yep. And, um,. What else? Oh, I redid our logo. I did it to... Because at first I had it saying... At first it said KP. A podcast by KP. And then it said KP and Kai. Well, I just did a true crime podcast. Because I feel like that is less cluttered. And it just, you know... You get straight to the point. And I like it better. It's more... It's, it's slim. Slim, what did you call it? <laughs> Simplistic. I thought you were trying to say slim fitting. I'm like, I, no. <laughs> no. So, so, if you see any changes, and also what I have done is I have started to include pictures in the podcast episode so you can see what the different scammers look like as we cover them. Fancy thing number two. Ooh. You done? I wanted to spice it up. Okay. <laughs> you just had to add something in there. Real razzle dazzle. But, um. <laughs> Don't do <that>. Yeah. <laughs> uh. I think that's all for the updates, I think. We got a five festival for y'all to come and join us on this journey with if you like to. Yes. Take this... a sip. Take a sip and relax and open your ears. Because this one's a doozy, baby. Yes. So this week, episode 17 is going to be about the Fire Festival. Yes. Mr. Billy McFarlane. Yes. (laughs) Yes. People, you might have heard this everywhere a couple years ago where this festival was going on. And this guy and a popular rapper. Ja Rule. Yes. He scammed a whole bunch of festival goers out of millions (laughs) Millions. yes so today we're going to cover that story of the fire festival how that happened so 
we're going to go into the history of um, the creator of the Fire Festival, Billy McFarlane. So, Billy McFarlane was born on December 11th, 1991 in New York City, making him a... Scamming Sagittarius. Yes. Mm. So, he was raised in Short Hill, Milburn, New Jersey. And his both of his parents were real estate developers. At 13... Billy founded an online outsourcing startup that matched clients with web designers. Could you imagine that at 13? At 13, I was still playing computer games and uh, Kim, you listening to my... Your brother knows. <laughs> Don't look at me like that. Yeah, 13, I was a young preteen. No, that's a teen. Whatever. Barbie dolls. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Skipper Is it? and Kim. Ken. See? (laughs) (laughs) But this came in handy because later on he went on to graduate from his private school called Pickery School in 2010. And then after high school, he went on to Bucknell's University where he dropped out in May of freshman year. But that didn't stop him because after he dropped out, he founded a company called Sping, which was an online advertising platform. And in 2013, he actually seeded payment for a company called Magnesis that he created. Hmm. And this was a card-based company membership club. Basically, you can connect it to your pre-existing cards and it will offer all types of perks. and Yeah, like restaurants and stores and theaters. And- yes. And he wanted this to be basically give people the same type of perk as the American Express black card. This is what he was shooting for. This is what he was shooting for. But this is what I don't understand. Like you have other credit cards out there that you get miles or perks or whatever for. But this card costs $250 a month. Like, yeah, but a a year, a year. But still, that's too much. That is a lot of money. But but you have to think, if it's competing with the American Express Black card, that's an unlimited. That's an unlimited card. It has no limit. It was geared towards rich rich people, obviously. Yeah. Because so two hundred fifty wouldn't be a thing to rich people. To rich people, yeah. And also another feature of this card: this these cards were made out of steel, and I guess a metal steel material. So they were like those heavy type of cards and it was said to be one of the first of its kind at the time um this guy had a lot of good ideas he had a lot of good ideas he was smart at a very young age because i wasn't thinking about none of this at this age at all even after high school i was just like "Mm, i just wanted to party (laughs) (laughs) so um his, uh, no, I already said that. Okay. So, his target audience for the card was millennials. Mm-hmm. So, us. We're millennials. Not yeah. for no $250 a year. <laughs> <laughs> Put me in the next bracket, baby. <laughs> Put me on the low end. Net spin. <laughs> Those little free cards you get in the... <laughs> yeah. well, whose cards was that? Was that um the Rust card? We got to cover them because oh, he did a major <laughs> yes. fraud. Oh, my gosh. He did. 
Oh my god! I was actually a part of that one, but we, that's a conversation for another. You, I was like, oh, she got one of them. Yeah, but at the time, I don't think I had any money on it, so I wasn't missing out on nothing. But yeah, Russell Simmons like, actually be- did scam with like, his. Uh, she better not. I said, I don't trust this. That Russell Simmons card, the little- Rush card. That's what it was yeah, called. Yeah, <laughs> Russian to fraud. Take all the money. <laughs> okay, so after that card thing. He went on to create Fire Media, which was a parent company to the soon-to-be Fire Festival. This company will come on to be worth over $90 million, allegedly, even though on record it only showed it did only $60,000 in business. Mm. So that's a big jump, 60000 compared to $90 million. He was scamming from the beginning, yeah. So, y'all, y'all must be wondering (laughs) how this big fire festival started. Well, in 2016, Billy McFarlane publicized a luxury music festival. Mm. Wait, I said festival. (laughs) Festival. (laughs) Which will be held in Exuma, Bahamas. He promoted this festival alongside rapper Ja Rule. Yes. Who was the face and the host of the event. Yep. And it was created to promote their music talent booking company, Fire Media, which I mentioned earlier. And Oh, that's what I wanted to say about Fire Media. Yeah. It was like, it was kind of like. It was kind of like say, a record label. I don't want to say like Tinder because like I don't know how Tinder works. I guess you swipe right or swipe left or whatever. But it was so like if you want to book a celeb like a celebrity or a performer to perform at a uh, yeah something that you want to to whatever they could either swipe right or swipe left or however it goes if they want to do it or if they don't want to do it. Oh, that's I didn't what, know that. Yeah, that's what it was. And it was just like, you know, that's a good idea. I would have denied everybody because I don't know. <laughs> like, I don't know you like that. So if you, so it was set up to like, if you wanted to book them, you would swipe right. Yeah, for like for a party or a bar mitzvah or for like some oh, type of. Oh, see, he had some good he had ideas. Good ideas, but that was a good idea. I bet you if he stayed in school, stay in school, kid. Yeah. I bet you if he stayed at school, he wouldn't have been scamming as much. He might have scammed some, but mm-hmm. not this bad where he come up with these good ideas and then flush it down the toilet to pay this person, that person, and put some money in your pocket mm. and not come up with the actual product. Yes. It seemed like he wanted to jump from A to Z. He and I'm kind of like that too, where when I jump into something, I wanted it to happen rather than doing all the stuff it takes to get there. I don't think you're like that. You're very I'm so particular. I'm more of the one that's like, let's, let's jump in. But in a sense that like, you want everything if to I wanted perfect. to start Girl, something, I'm like, no, I want it done. Like, let's start it right now. You got some Virgo in your chart. <laughs> you like, I want it done this way at a certain time. But no, girl, he was, he didn't even care. These people had, they were starving. Like, we're going to get to that part, but like, yeah. <laughs> he didn't care. So, for this festival, they had a limit that they wanted to at least get 5,000 people to attend. That was their target audience. And the event was promoted on Instagram by influencers and models. Kylie. Which included... Not Kylie. 
Yeah, which she was one of not them. Not Kylie. It included Kendall Jenner. Oh, it's the all the model. same. They all the same. Kardashian. The model one. That's all the same to me. They sisters. The models. The same. <laughs> <laughs> the models included Bella Hadid, Haley a Baldwin, now Haley Bieber, because <laughs> he married Justin Bieber. What? He married now? There's yeah, so many things I don't know what's going on. To Dean, what's his name? James Bond? No. <laughs> <laughs> Baldwin, the Bald. guy Baldwin. You don't know the Baldwins? It sounds familiar. Girl. He's a uh, he's an actor. To, he has a long family of famous people. The only thing that matters to me is Housewives or whatever. I want to say James <laughs> Baldwin. That's his daughter, and then Kendall Jenner, as well as Emily Wadajuski. I'm just gonna Wada say Juc- that. Juchi? To name a few. We're just gonna keep going. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry if I pronounced that wrong. You can Google her name. I'm sure the, the rest will pop up once you print R. <laughs> okay, so. During a flight to Bahamas, McFarlane and Ja Rule discovered Norman's K, which was a lightly populated island in off the coast of the Bahamas. But it was called K because it belonged to it belonged to Who did it belong to? Norman <laughs> <laughs> It belonged to Norman K. Which was a kingpin in Pablo Escobar's cartel. Yes, that's what it was. Yes. They had to get it. Pablo Escobar's cartel. So, they agreed to let McFarlane have the festival on this island if he didn't mention that it was part of, you know, it was owned by Pablo Escobar. Well, I thought they went to... Uh, did they, didn't they have to end up going to another island anyway? Yes. And they that, did multiple islands. But they, they all said no. But we're, we're going to get there. Because McFarlane being the person he is, he actually ended up mentioning to somebody that this was... He's stupid because he could have got killed. He could have. He said, in my life today. You're right. That's the last thing I would do. He did not care. He's... The moment I would have found out that that was his island, I'm like, I ain't oh, saying okay. no. I wasn't even held it on that island. No, I'm like, like, I'm good. Like my, nice to meet y'all. But... Like, my mother calling me. I gotta go. Um, <laughs> I'll see y'all later and be like, I ain't coming back. We ain't even gonna be in Bahamas. We going to Jamaica now. I'm changing my number. I'm getting these phones. <laughs> <laughs> my name ain't even Billy no more. Call me William. <laughs> right. Nope, ain't no shortcut name. <laughs> you say ain't no shortcut name. What's this? Girl, what was you pointing at? Uh, but um <laughs> <laughs> So soon influencers started posting all over social media a promo video including videos of Bella Hadid and various models running on the island's beach. And Thumbnails of an orange square and a fire festival logo, which included a stylized flame. These promos were posted simultaneously, causing many Instagram users to become intrigued. Mm-hmm. Intriguing. So, 
I want to say something too because he had another tactic as in like not only using these models because he also had to like influence these models and these business people to be like oh yeah this is a good idea he would use certain words and he would talk very fast to make it sound like this is a good idea this guy knows what he's talking about he's got the, the talk he's got the money Quote, you know unquote, a lot of scams be doing that. They talk fast. Yeah, they try to mix you up. Not mm-hmm. me. <laughs> Not when it comes to money. Not me either. It's always gonna be no. <laughs> <laughs> you be like, Mm-mm. you'll start shaking your head before they even finish. The like, sentence. ma'am, you could win. Mm-mm, I gotta, I gotta go to work. Uh-uh, I got kids. I got kids. I gotta go. <laughs> I think I told her to Man, you got, I got. I got kids. I got to hear him go. I just got over. I gotta go. <laughs> no time for that. No time for that. <laughs> Every point is used towards a child. <laughs> okay, so after he was denied the island by Escobar, he was forbidden to use that island. So he went on a search for other ones. With only four months left for the festival, he had to scramble to find a new location. And after, oh, I want to okay. say what the new location was. Well, after s- several failed attempts, what was his new location? Okay, you ain't, so it's called what's called Rock Roca Roca Island. Roca Point. Roca Point is what it was called. Roker. Roker Point. Like so Al Roker. Here, but I don't know where to put it. Ooh, Al Roker. I wonder if he owned it. But um, <laughs> but the thing about the location of this island is that it was like covered in in rocks and boulders and gravel. So they actually literally had to purchase. They had to dig up the rocks and purchase sand and cover the majority of the island as much as they could with sand. And imagine how much that cost. Yeah, because. It was on an abandoned resort. Yeah. It was on an abandoned resort next to a sandals. It looked nice. But when you got close up and on it, like the water was pretty. And that's where I'm going to leave it with that. Because I'm just like, how much sense does it make? You are digging yourself into more of a pit to op- more people and more people and more people and then you got all these people coming you only you, you found this island you brought the island you have you giving these people three months to get this event together they're telling you it should take a year because there was no foundation on that there island. was no foundation at all and actually the bahaman government actually had to give them permit to even use the site because it was still a de- considered a development site yeah, it was still considered a development site. So this whole time you putting out these promotions and da da da, and these people gonna be there, blah blah blah. You ain't even got a real place for it to go until until you got this place, and then you had to buy the sand. I'm pretty sure to yeah. fill an island with sand. Yes, that ain't like no hundred dollars. It's not. And then he. He advertised it as being a private island and remote, and it was neither. It wasn't private, and it wasn't remote at all. But promos for the festival made Ex- Exuma look like it was a standalone island. So he would mm-hmm. he would make it look like it was just an island by itself, when really it was a abandoned resort. 
So McFarlane never announced the changes and renamed the area Fire K. Fire K Island. This resort had no villas. And like you said, no villas. (laughs) And like you said, it had no foundation. So what were they gonna these people gonna stay in? They wanna stay in they were supposed to stay in those nice big luxurious tents that looks like a dome. Yeah. But they were staying in some uh raggedy tents that could blow away. Let's just yeah. say they could blow away. And they had mattresses piled up on top on top of each other, not even in there. I could see like a, a, a little table in there. Nobody had an assigned tent that that is very scary and very dangerous because what if somebody tries to come in your tent? You don't know these people, and there wasn't even enough tents. Mm-hmm. And at, like, like you said, workers workers had to work to cover up rocks and stuff before the people came there, and they even had to work on a nearby road to even get people. A road cup yeah, clear road. for them to drive you know to the I festival, did, but I wouldn't have got no money though, because I would have, I would have acted like I fell and twisted my ankle. <laughs> <laughs> Man down lawsuit. <laughs> but you wouldn't have got. I wouldn't have got nothing. Maybe I would have. Maybe but, I would have sued somebody else. I ain't gonna say oh, who. So <laughs> <laughs> I don't care if you was a part. Look, that's what I was gonna say. <laughs> so. They started building cabanas and swing seating on a thing. And during the time, McFarlane was in need of more funds because, of course, this was a last-minute festival. So he was crunching funds. So he enlisted fashion exec, exec Cola John, which arranged the festival to receive which arranged for the festival to receive $4 million, a $4 million loan. So he got the festival $4 million. McFarlane was soon advised that the amount would they would need in such a short amount of time will be close to $50 million and will require another year to plan. Yes. That's but he refused to believe that. I'm like, come on, man. He like, no, no. That's like going to... A city and saying, okay, it's nothing built out here. No, that's like saying we're going to the woods or the forest, whatever you want to call it. That's like, that's saying like in three months, we're going to have all these houses built out here. You got all this land. Whole development in one week. Yeah. You got to cut the trees down. You got to pull up boulders. You got to lay foundation. You got to lay cement. You got to get, it ain't going to take. And you're trying to do this to a whole entire... There was no electricity. There was no porter potties. They had... Let me tell you something. Something about me and my sis. We gonna eat. We gonna eat good. Let me had been there and spent thousands... Because these people spent anywhere from 500 to 1,000 plus for this trip. People have quit their jobs, dipped into their savings for this trip. And you gonna send me there on a private, quote-unquote, jet... With all these other people on this jet that I don't even know. It ain't private. Then you're going to slap a piece of bread, cheese, lettuce, and a tomato. And tell me that's my gourmet meal that I was promised. But we ain't get to that yet. I'm sorry. I would have found him. And he would have went down. (laughs) (laughs) Not my food. Don't play with my food. 
Okay, so McFarlane, being McFarlane, continued on to plan this festival, believing it will only it would take shorter time and cost way less. So they did what they did to cut the corners. So what they did was they learned that they could rent a stage by searching on Google. So they rented a stage by searching on Google through that. They also cut costs drastically by, you know, doing most of the work themselves. So they was out there building. They hired caterers and food. Um, and soon <laughs> they found out it will cost an additional so $10 I'm, I'm, more million dollars. I have a question. I'm going to raise my hand. So if you hiring caterers. Yes. What was they cooking? They was promised. (laughs) You know what they was promised? What was the caterers cooking? They was promised. Mm -mm, I didn't ask what they was promised. No, let me tell you. These caterers were supposed to make an authentic island cuisine, local seafood, Bahamas-style sushi, and a pig roast. But my question is, what was the caterers? Who, what was, who cooked what? What was cooked? Where was he? He was there. Why well, did no one go? Up? We'll find out why none of this actually happened. Sometimes violence is the answer. It is when it comes to food. <laughs> <laughs> so after he found out it would cost an additional ten million. Uh, yeah, he was scraping again to find money. So the festival was scheduled for two weeks in April and May of 2017, with tickets costing between $500 and $1,500, with VIP tickets, which include airfare and luxury tents. That will cost up to $12,000, that ticket, that VIP ticket. And it also included in eco-friendly domes and meals from celeb chefs, which they never got. They they, they never got that. And and also, wasn't it that these certain people's Blink eighty one and all these other people? Yes. Think, so they didn't even show up because they didn't even know they were supposed to be going. Yep. So the lineup of artists that will be performing at this festival because it's a festival, right? Mm-hmm. You have to have artists. So let me tell you who was going supposed to be showing up to this festival. Artists like Pusha T, Tiger, Designer, Blink-182, Major Lazer, Migos, Disclosure, Race, Tremor, Lil Yachty, Matoma, Kanade, Skepta, to name a few. So that's a lot of artists from In a lot Jairo. of different... <laughs> I, don't, I don't think he was due to even perform there. He was supposed to be the face, but I th- even I think even... He, he might have made a little appearance. I think he... I maybe. think even with him, I think eventually he started to see that something wasn't... It, was, it wasn't going like it should be... Should, be go, should have been going. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Like, I think he even told him that, hey, man, let's reschedule. Let's shut this down until we get... And Billy was like, nah, I got this because I'm going to take all that money anyway. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to take the caterer's money too. <laughs> Shoot. 
And come to find out that Major Lazer and Blink-182, they actually canceled the day of the festival. But also the festival was going to run on the same day as Exuma Watata, which is a popular Bahamas sailing race series. This will cause most of the island's hotels and rentals to be occupied. So he didn't look at the day. He didn't look at what was going on on that day. He just picked the days and was like, he didn't. It didn't seem like whoever was organizing this. No, because thought like, thoroughly. Even, even when you was talking about the tents, right? Mm-hmm. With the villas, like he kind of like put that on there, kind of last minute too, saying that. But the villas was going to be twenty five thousand mm-hmm. for him to 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 get, and. I think it was like one or two villas that a person got and yeah. everybody else was in those tents. And then like... Yes, the fa- then the models the models mm-hmm. were given the villas. Yeah. The villas. <laughs> the I villas. say villas. <laughs> the villas. And everybody else was given tents. And even... the it, it, Well, tents they, they had to scrape for because not everybody got one. But we'll get to one, that. This is one of the cases where I feel like It's fraud, but on the surface, it doesn't look dangerous. But when you really look at it as a responsible adult, it's very dangerous. Like I said, nobody was assigned to tents. Um, there's letters, but they had a lot of alcohol. He spent like $2 million in alcohol. Yeah. There was a lot of alcohol, alcohol there. Alcohol that's, that's dangerous. Yeah. And then on top of that, people passing out. Because mm-hmm. they're hot, they're dehydrated from the alcohol, they're not eat- they're eating lettuce sandwiches. Cheese sandwiches. <laughs> lettuce and cheese sandwiches. Yeah, and they sold... Somebody could have went the... F- Sorry, I mean... Oh, you're good. Somebody could have went off and started, like, killing people. Like, I don't think there was really security there. Yeah. And if it was, it probably was not legit That security. was a part of that $2 million additional pay that he was trying to cut corners for. But we'll find out later what happened to all the staff and what and what they were or weren't paid. So five thousand tickets were sold, and an air charter was hired to ship guests from Miami to the Bahamas. Also, a medical staff was hired and caterers. The caterers alone would have cost one million dollars. And this was after they scraped together and made deals because the original cost would have been close to six million dollars and they lowered it to one million dollars yeah so how they did that we don't know <laughs> this would have been and i already said this would have what would have what it would have been included in that so with a month left to go mcfarland hired Yaron Lavi, he was an event producer. He's a veteran event producer who told him it was impossible to carry on with this type of event at such a short amount of time, which we've been saying this whole time. He assumed they would postpone, but when the staff told him they would continue with the plans, he advised them to pitch tents instead of having villas, (laughs) which would be the only option in the time remaining. He was advised to that, so he told Yaron Lavi that he would send an email out 
advising everybody of that, but he never sent the email out. And there was no, there's no proof saying that he even sent the email out. So during this time, Comcast considered investing in 25 million into this festival, right? To you, so for them to use their software for the software app. But the client, after finding out McFarlane was lying about the company being worth $90 million. Mm. That's crazy. Whew. So, he was later able to get temporary financing from investor. Oh, yeah, this is around the time. From he was, investor, he was, yeah. Because he was lying to the, his investors. He was lying to his partners. He was yeah, lying. everybody to get yeah. money. But the terms fell through, which required the company to repay a close to $500,000. So, with two weeks remaining to this festival, y'all, organizer informed attendees that the event will be cashless. Cashless. And with cashless, this will force attendees to advance thousands of dollars to cover any purchases while attending the festival. He suggested that they deposit $300 to $500 for every day they would attend the festival. In exchange, they will be issued a smartwatch type ID band. Which, to come find out, the Wi-Fi connection wasn't even strong enough to support support those bands. So, that's another scam. Yes. And I wonder if his parents ever showed their face. <laughs> like You know, in none of the documentaries, I never heard of the parents saying anything. No, they're probably like, we are... Don't we put up, but he seemed like he didn't want anybody else involved. He didn't try to fight to say, "Oh yeah, they was involved." They was. He tried. He did. That's one thing I will say. He do. He seemed to have took in. Girl, most... he said there and said he did not lie. He said he, he did, but he life. he didn't bring anybody else into it. As no, far as I'm, when I say parents, I'm just to saying, taking like, his crimes. Know, no, I'm not saying yeah. that. What I'm saying that as far as his parents, yeah, like his parents saying, you know, we would have never thought our son would do something like this, something like right, that. Right, right, right. It was like there was no parents. They were probably like, you deal with things yourself, son. (laughs) (laughs) You wanted to drop out of high school. We told you this was going to happen. I'm done. He didn't drop out of college. He dropped out of college. Sorry, college. Finish finish college, kids. Yes, finish. Because I dropped out. (laughs) Yeah, to do that one. (laughs) Okay. So... (laughs) All right, so he used the money from those that they were advancing for those bracelets, the cashless thing. Mm-hmm. He's just, he used that money to pay off investors. Yeah, not even use it for the for the attendees. Mm-mm. So days before the event, a storm swept through. Actually, oh, yeah. the morning of the event, storm mm-hmm. swept through, which caused the tents to become soaked, the mattresses. And also tables to become soaked. Part of me thinks that maybe he really did want this to work. But another part of me is just like... I feel like he got in over his head. Yeah, and I'm like, was he in a fantasy world? Because... Same. (laughs) (laughs) He's talking about me. (laughs) But yeah, um... Oh, I don't know if you've done say what you gotta say because I want to jump to this part because it's hilarious to me. I didn't write down the other events, but like people that went to these of that event, 
he still had them on his little email list, knowing that he already committed fraud. Yeah, this was after, so I think we should. All right, let me know what okay. it is, because it was funny to me. Because that comes after. Okay, so <laughs> the plane would come to from Miami to bring the party goers to Exuma was it for the festival. And once they arrived, they saw hundreds of tents. They saw hundreds of tents. They saw mattresses. Some of the tents didn't even have mattresses in it. It was just laying off to the side. The they street. saw barrels and barrels of alcohol laying around. They said it looked like a travesty. It was probably like an Easter egg hunt for adults. Right. <laughs> right. And some of the party go even was seen picking up some of the alcohol and taking shots. I mean, what else were you supposed to do? Now, before they actually went to that part, though, they went to an impromptu beach party. They had them where they had them standing around waiting for over six hours before they were led to the was beach. Was there music at this beach party? <laughs> I don't, I ha- I hope so. I hope so. I didn't see any details. So, people started panicking because they were like, what's going on? We're waiting six hours. They started rushing towards the fighting for tents. Because it was getting dark. Yes, it was getting dark. People were panicking. People were passing out from heat exhaustion. One guy was even hospitalized for heat exhaustion. He was probably lucky to get out of there and go to the hospital. Have somewhere to sleep. Oh my god. I would be like, we didn't drove, came all the way here to be, they going, we flew all the way out here to die. That's what I would have thought. <laughs> the travesty, right. <laughs> they probably thought they was going to have to go fishing for like, some food. Gonna... <laughs> I would have just walked off, found a resort, something. Because it wasn't the next to sandals. I guess I'm going to sandals. If you had to swim, oh, well, <laughs> I got eight sharks. <laughs> <laughs> across the whole shit, trying to get some food. But, um. They starving us on the other side. Y'all, what they fed them was cheese sandwiches with side salads with two tomatoes in it. It looked pitiful. That's the gourmet meal. That was the gourmet meal <laughs> they ended up having. But, meanwhile. Mind you, the people that were there, that was only one fleet of them. The other fleet was waiting at Miami. But that was soon canceled. They told them they couldn't board because now those planes had to be used for a rescue mission to pick up the people that were stuck stranded on the beach. So, hold up. I have a, I have a quick question. I, I think I already know the answer. So, the people that didn't get to go to yes. the event... Yeah, was stuck in Miami. Did they get their money back? No. We'll get to that. Mm. We'll get to that. All right. So these people boarded this plane to get back to Miami from the beach because they were stranded on a an Exuma on the island, the Fire Festival island. But once they did a head count, they were short one. And had to unboard the plane because the U.S. wouldn't let them back on without there being an the exact amount. It was probably the guy that passed out. It might have been. He might have still been at the hospital. So, I know they were mad. He probably had a better vacation than they did. Yeah. So, people were panicking and just... Yeah. So, this is where we get to the part where 
the legal actions and stuff. So after this, uh, he made a statement. Now I'm going to read the statement. Just give me one second. The statement read. Give me one second. Okay, so he released a statement saying, The Fire Festival is set out to provide a one-in-lifetime musical experience on the island of Exumas. Due to the circumstances out of our control, the physical infrastructure was not in place on time, and we are unable to fulfill on that vision safely and enjoyable for our guests. At this time, we are working tirelessly to get flights scheduled and to get everyone off of the Great Exuma and home safely as quickly as we can. We ask that guests currently on the island do not make their own arrangements to get the airport to the airport as we are coordinating those plans. We are working to place everyone on complimentary charters back to Miami today. This process has commenced it's safe in the safety and comfort of our guests is our top priority the festival is being postponed until we are further till we can further access if and when we are able to create a high quality experience we envision we ask everyone for everyone's patience and cooperation during this difficult time as we work as quickly and safely as we can to remedy this unforeseeable situation. We will continue to provide regular updates via email to our guests and via our official social media channels as they become available. So, I just want to say something. So, he waited to get on the island before they... I I just want to say something about this. You see how you read that, right? Yes. There are so many words in there that I say that a scammer would use. High quality. Yeah. Um, priority. It was two other words I can't remember that he said. And then he says complimentary. You can go Comments. to your local Burger King and get yourself a complimentary cup of water. Yes. Like, no. That's but they were going to get a complimentary flight back home for free. So he told them not to make any arrangements. That shit wasn't free. You know why it wasn't free? They paid for it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> they paid for it when they came over. <laughs> yep. So that is the statement he left. But the Bahamas Ministry of Tourism also apologized on his behalf. And I McFarlane, would not have apologized. I'm like, this is y'all people. <laughs> I know, but it was held on Bahamas, and they were probably like embarrassed. Like we, we gave him a permit to host his festival here, and he betrayed us pretty much. He made us look like fools. They didn't even give it to him. I was like, look, this man came from. Where was they he probably from? thought it was. A, was he from New York or New Jersey? He was from New York, born I'm in like, New York, raised in New Jersey. He's from over there. I apologizing <laughs> for y'all raising this. And they're coming over here and allowing this. They he, allowed it. They scammed. He scammed them too. Yeah. He scammed everybody. So, McFarlane and Ja Rule actually received a $100 million lawsuit in California. <laughs> but later, Ja Rule was dismissed. 
Yeah, because he tried to say, oh, in the beginning, he was trying to look like this big shot. So I'm like, you know, this was, you know, my idea. Like, but then you're going to say, oh, I had nothing to do with this. I was just the face of the. Then shut your mouth and be a face. <laughs> like, you Because he probably thought if to... it was going to go well, it would probably been a good look for him. And he wanted to still have his name attached in some way, I you think. You wait to do that. So you wait, because then you're about to get your, your name attached. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So he actually went on to a popular, this is a popular podcast by Nori. And if you don't know Nori, he used to be a rapper. Yes, Noriega. He actually went on his show called Drink Champs. And I'm talking about Ja Rule. Ja Rule went on the show Drink Champs saying he didn't know he was involved until after. And saying he was just a face. And he also said he was only a part of the idea of the festival. So, yeah, he was basically saying, I had nothing to do with this. Don't put my <laughs> name in it, basically. And he was laughing a lot, too. Like, mm. and McFarlane actually said. Ooh, you got loud. What happened? Yeah. Mc... <laughs> <laughs> McFarlane actually said, when they asked him, was Ja Rule involved? He said, uh, we had private conversations and they're not going to. He wasn't saying he was involved. He was basically saying. I'm going to keep our private conversations to ourselves. Yeah, and even, basically. even like with the documentary, like, Jaro didn't want to say nothing. Mm-hmm. He was, wasn't trying to incriminate himself, which I don't blame him. He probably had something to do with it. I don't blame him. Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> so, you must be wondering where this $100 million lawsuit came from. Well, this came from a lawyer who was representing at least 150 of the attendees that were there at the festival who got stranded, they were promised full refunds or tickets to the next year's festival, which, by the way, it never happened. Um, the FBI also investigated it, and they investigated for mail fraud, wire fraud, and securities fraud. And on June 30th of 2017, he was charged and arrested for one count of wire fraud. Mm -hmm. And in March 2018, he pled guilty as well as for two counts of ticket fraud because he was selling those tickets knowing they're going well. The money wasn't going to where it's supposed to. Mm -hmm. And... He was sentenced to six years in order to give back $26 million. And his other two businesses were also under fire. And they were actually ordered to pay $35,000 penalty because he lied and said his businesses had garnered up to $27.4 million at the time. But he was lying. And an additional fifteen k he had to give back in disgorgement. I'm trying to play all these people. Yes. Doing all this stuff. Yes. Y'all. And we later on found out that the caterers was never paid. Oh, yeah. They was most definitely. Nobody was paid. Nobody was the caterers, paid. Caterers, the bartenders, yeah. the nobody. The people that was digging up boulders and shit. Yeah. Nobody was paid. And actually, they had to crowdfund $200,000 to ended up paying for the caterer. And so McFarlane, he was trying to hide the fire festival merchandise for further sales. Well, the fire marshal came and took that and 
ended up selling it and the proceeds they got from that they ended up giving to the victims because like what he was still trying to sell <laughs> those what <laughs> and do you want to tell them what he was doing after while he was oh, awaiting yeah. trial okay so a homeboy said you know i have an addiction and it's called fraud i like he didn't actually say people. that <laughs> <laughs> i put a little juice on it sometimes but I didn't get all of the um, events that he was trying to sell yes. these tickets to um, the, the people Met that were Gala. at the hold on okay. that was at, you know, the fire festival, you know, they were still on his old list. So Email. he was emailing them, telling them like, Hey, you can buy these tickets for this, this and that, this and that. Now, one of them was for the Met Gala. You cannot purchase a ticket for the Met Gala. You are invited. You, they, you don't do that. So it's just like, he's like, I'm still, I'm still scamming. I still need to pay these people back yes. before I go into jail because they might have Big Bubba in jail come and shake, 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 da, da, dang, dang me. For, for real? <laughs> <laughs> All those things that ain't shake, You, I'm just like, sir, now it is a problem. It's been a problem, but now I think there is like an addiction to these events that you like to cause. Because now you're trying to sell Met Gala tick. That's something a crackhead would do. But that's neither here or there. No. So while he was in prison, he started teaching um, in federal prison um, to prisoners about financial business. And I'm just like, so is he scamming to get ramen noodles now? Because I'm, <laughs> I'm not understanding why they're allowing him to do this. I don't know. It's, it amazes me. But yeah, he put people in some dangerous situations. Yeah, and to go back to the thing about the Met Gala, he actually started a new business to do that. He started a new business and was emailing mm-hmm. the people from the Fire Festival mm-hmm. to buy tickets to yeah, go to Victoria's Secret. There was one of them fashion show, Met Gala, and to other various events, the mm-hmm. Academy Awards, to get to get money. While so he was still trying to get money from these people, y'all. He probably said, no, the feds took my stuff and sold it. I'm going to get my stuff back, back my, my money right. back from y'all one way or another. That's what he said. And what you said he was released to a halfway house? It said that, he, oh yeah, March this year, he was released into 2022? a 2022? Mm-hmm. Okay, so March 2022, he was released. So he only did, what, four years? 2018. behavior. Um, Four years teaching. out of the what nine years? Us game, Billy. If you out there, and you listening to us? Um, I hope you changed your life and turned it around. Yes, because I seem like he had a very one step and one day at a time. Yes, that's all I gotta say to you. <laughs> because, baby, because I feel like he was smart and he had potential to actually really. He was very smart, Dude. but he wasn't good. It's like he had an impulse. Like it wasn't like, okay, let me do this. Let me think it through to do it the right way. If he thought stuff through and did it the right way, mm-hmm. he could have become a he billionaire. A of, mm-hmm. He had a lot of potential. He had a lot of impulse. Look at what, everything that happened on that island that short amount of time. Yeah. So do Disaster. you think that he really wanted to create this festival or do you think he was, his ultimate goal was to scam? Part of me is like he really wanted to create this festival, but another part of me, I'm not a doctor, I'm not a therapist, I'm not a psychologist. 
I feel that something mentally as in like that impulse. Yeah. That was I feel if some if if somebody was to do something like that, they would be yeah. like, Okay, this is too this much. Is too, Let me back step out. back for a minute. Some people are so prideful that they can't That's still impulse. It's yeah. an impulse. Yeah. That's your pride can be an impulse and yeah. can fuck you up. And it's just like you f- not only fucked yourself, you fucked everybody else as well. And people passing out, what if that person had died? Mm. Like, uh, you got to think it through. Yeah. I think, personally, I think he wanted to just be a real festival and he got too far up. It, and that's another thing, too, is like, okay, he, he wanted, I feel like he wanted to do it, but then he was scamming before he even did that. Yeah, he so it's like what is I felt, it? I felt like he really wanted to get because I also read that in one of the articles that before how he got into selling doing the fire festival was he used to sell tickets to different shows around New York and he would go outside of shows and be like you want a ticket to this you want yeah. a ticket to that you want a ticket to this and they said he could sell tickets like it was the back of his hand. He was really good at selling these tickets. So he was using those. that's how he thought of the bigger, the festival ticket. Because he was like, if I could sell these tickets outside of shows like this at, and he was. Well, he knows what words to use. He knows yeah. the speed to talk. He knows He would have been good in it. sales. But. Yeah. He wanted everything to be right then and there. And yeah. Even if you have the idea, it's not always going to work the way you want to work. Even if you take your time, it's not always going to work the way you, you need to have a backup plan. Boo didn't have no backup plan. He didn't have nothing. He said, we're going to do what I say. And if the whole world fall apart, well, it fall apart. You're right. <laughs> Despite just, being advised by multiple that's people. That's not how an adult should think. You're right. But, you know... What can you say? What can you do? I mean, they got their little um, monies, right? Some of them got their monies back. Some of them didn't. But, you know, he did his crime and he did part of his time. (laughs) (laughs) So, I think that's it for this episode. And, um... We'll be back with another... I actually want to... Um, should we do that? I think we'll do that in a separate episode. That'll be an update for the Chrisleys. Yeah. Um, Because we got an update on their case. We'll probably feature that in a part two for their case. Um, I think that's it. I don't think there's anything else that we need to tell them. But we do need to say... If you want to follow us or see anything related to this case or any of our past case or future cases, please follow us on TikTok. You had me at Fraud Podcast. Email us on you had me at fraud at gmail.com. And you can also send us requests because if you see any fraud cases you want us to cover, we'll also do them. Um, you can also follow us on Instagram at you had me at fraud. fraud. <laughs> and now that we have a Twitter. A Twitter twi- A Twitter Twitter? Yes. Oh, <laughs> you can follow us at you had me at fraud. And you can also listen to us on all major platforms. Apple. Google. 
Podcast. Spotify. Anchor. Audible. Scooby-Dabity-Boo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I think that's it. We want y'all to have a fantastic day. Yeah. And the rest of your week. Enjoy it. Yes, because we will be back. Enjoy it. Next week with another episode. Well, you had me at fraud. Bye, Skim Film. Bye. Yeah. You're doing too much. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs>